Hello, doers, and welcome to another episode of the 5 to 10 Project with your host, Reginald LaRue. I uh, just wanted to take a second to break the format of the show to say thank you. Thank you to everyone that has been listening. Thank you for anybody that's posted any comments, giving me some feedback, shared the show. Like, thank you so much, because without you, there would really be no point to doing this. Actually, that's not necessarily true, because this is an outlet for me just this it is a opportunity to encourage others so thank y'all for facilitating my dreams but um i wanted to take another opportunity to just give a little background information on how i record some of my uh interviewers my interviews with doers i actually utilize zoom skype and other like video recording uh softwares or video calling softwares rather and will sometimes record the audio directly from zoom Or I will set up one computer to record my audio and then uh, use another computer to record the audio from Zoom. And nine times out of ten, everything comes out smooth. You've heard the last few episodes. It sounds good. Well, in the case of this episode, um, my audio, at least the computer that I was recording my questions with, decided to have a malfunction. And luckily, I was still... um, doing this interview using another uh using basically using my cell phone and using zoom and i just wanted my listeners to know that before uh, going into this next interview because i am a bit of an audiophile so i would have loved for it to sound a little clearer at least my audio but Leah sounds really good, and what I didn't want to do was try to over-edit this audio and just mess up the integrity of the interview. So what you're going to hear next is a live recording uh, via Zoom of my interview with a doer with Leah. So I hope that you enjoy it, you leave inspired, and if you have any feedback as far as just... uh, questions if you have any questions for her or if you want to as always submit a a doer for me to interview or a topic for the show just go ahead and utilize the links in the description of the show and enjoy welcome to the five to ten project this is another episode where i interview a doer and for those of you who haven't listened to the show a doer is any person that is in the process of working towards or is accomplishing their personal goals. Doesn't matter how big or how small the steps are, if you're doing something, then you're a doer. So I'm gonna let today's doer interviewee introduce herself. Oh, nervousness. Uh, Let's see. Uh, So first off, my name is Leah Caver. Uh, So technically by trade, I guess I'm a clinical psychologist. I have my PhD in clinical psych, uh, originally from Grand Rapids, Michigan went to Hampton University, the real HU. Uh, Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. That is the (laughs) real HU. (laughs) Uh, Let's see, got my PhD uh, at St. Louis University. Now I'm sitting here in lovely Las Vegas. Well, welcome, welcome, and thank you for uh, joining us on today's episode. So, um, listeners, let me tell you how I met this phenomenal woman on the episode today. Oh, so we actually um, had a internship, a, a research program that we are part of at, at Virginia uh, Tech called the Multicultural Academic, 
uh, Opportunities Program. And actually, uh, Marissa Rice, who was on uh, the second episode of the podcast, she was a participant as well. And have another guest who's going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks, named Unina Barbara Payne, who will also be a product of Mayop. So we are doing some awesome things out here. So um, let's let's talk about you. So let's, when did you when did you get started being a doer? Like where did you get your start? Oh God, I don't I don't know. I think I think when I I would say around like elementary school is when I was elementary school is when I was really like I got to do this school thing because I heard that there was this thing called the PhD. And at first I was very into it for the sake of having a PhD. And I was like, I want Mm -hmm. one of these things. Like I want to do this. Like, how do I go about doing that? And then it was a matter of like, well, what do you get a PhD in? You don't just go and get a PhD. So then I had to figure that out. And I had a, a psych class in high school that really spoke to me. And after a while, it became much more about the field of psychology and and, and doing that job uh, versus actually getting the PhD. So now, like I tell people, if I could do my job without a PhD, I probably wouldn't have gotten one. I just would have gone and became a psychologist. But the degree is just necessary for the field and for what I wanted to do. So, Well, that's cool. So... So what would you say was your like your turning point was just like I have to do this? Uh I would say it was probably in in college when cuz you know in college I mean you can be pretty sure about what you want um but in college I got the opportunity to work with incarcerated mothers on a psych research project and I think that that was the moment where I was like yeah, I'm in this for the long haul. I have to do this. This is this feels right. Okay. Okay. Now, was there like a certain person that you interacted with, or someone that was just like, "Yo, you would be really great at this"? Uh, yeah. So my college professor, uh, Dr. Lisa Hill. I actually remember her name. I don't haven't spoken to her in a long time, but she was very. Uh, I think crucial to just like my development, like as a student and as a researcher. And I spent a lot of time with her and a few other students, both in class and outside of class. And she was very, very much so a mentor and talking about like, you know, what the field of psychology was looking for and what it means to be a person of color and a black woman uh, within the field of psychology and why our voices are needed. Um, And she really encouraged me and kind of mentored me through just like the grad school, like the application process and what people were looking for. She was actually the one who suggested that I do the internship at Virginia Tech. She was like, you're gonna need some kind of research. You're gonna need some kind of research background. You're gonna need to have that uh, to be able to distinguish yourself when you do these applications for grad school. So uh, I think that she's probably, she's definitely the first person that comes to mind. Okay, well, that's that's cool. So shout her out again for me once Dr. more time. Dr. Lisa Hill. Dr. Lisa Hill. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So what con- continues to motivate you? Like what? So I guess this is a two part question. What continues to motivate you, and what is something that you do each day that moves you forward? Fair enough. Uh, so at least because we're 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 talking about psych. We're not talking about book stuff. Or are we getting there? Oh, we're gonna come back. Oh, to we're that getting there. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh yes. Oh yes. Because <laughs> listeners. What you don't know is she's also a writer and, oh, you know, strong words. no, she, you're, you're a writer. If you have, 
again, as I say, listeners, if you have written 10 page papers, I mean, sentences, 10 words on a page, you're a writer. Now it's just about evolving and crafting and getting yourself to the place where you're like, okay, I am regularly doing this. It's just about building that repetition. So you're a writer as well. All right. All right. Right. We'll take it. We'll own it. Um, in terms of psych, at least sticking on that for now, uh, we were just talking about this, I think, before we went live. Like my clients, I love them to death. Uh, they crack me up, but they also, I think, what I love most about being a therapist and doing psychology is that the, it's the progress that clients make um, when they believe that they couldn't make such progress. And then I like it when they change from like this like self-invalidation very critical view of themselves to a much more like compassionate and understanding view of themselves that really helps them move forward like that's that's definitely why I go to work because there's like all the bureaucracy and stuff I don't care I don't like any of that but like the clients from day to day yeah that's that's definitely why I go (laughs) so is there a certain like success that you're really proud of whether that be like a personal success within you know within your your field or with the client where you were just like, yes, I am, I am so happy I was here for this. Um, I think I have two right off the bat. I mean, there's a lot, I think that I'm, I'm, I get proud of each of my clients for different reasons, but, um, I think one client, um, who identified as, uh, a gay man, black gay man, uh, hadn't come out yet. And his goal was to kind of come out by pride. This is last year. Uh, mm-hmm. And so like walking him through that process, especially as like a cisgendered heterosexual woman, having to learn mm-hmm. so much from him and learn so much about the, the community. Um, I think it was, it was very educational for me, but it was also just like to see him kind of come into his own and kind of own that um, when he came in very like, discouraged feeling very sad feeling very alone feeling very burdened and to see that kind of slowly lift from him for him to just like be himself like that was that was great um it's definitely one of my better therapeutic moments um let's see I I got an email the other day from a client just from a a session that we had uh where she kind of had labeled herself because of these um, sexual experiences that she had. So she mm-hmm. had been uh, mentally labeling herself as a whore because of these events. And we really like talked through that thought process. And she sent me this email and she was like, you know, our session the other day, I'd never thought about it like that. I've been holding on to that for 30 something years. And just the relief that session has brought me to know that I am in fact not a whore because of what these things, because of what happened. She said that just brought her this sense of peace and like it was just it was like a two three sentence email but it definitely like made my day and made my week that that I was able to kind of help her through that and so I was very proud of that I held that held that for a while (laughs) take that and and take that moment just to just appreciate that first off yeah you are actively a part of people's transformative experiences like like that is amazing like like how many people like how many people do you know well you probably know a nice community of people (laughs) (laughs) you you probably know a nice community of people but how many people do you know like just regular average shows that just get to watch people transform like 
daily or weekly. Like, yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot of power in that. And I feel like that is essentially what, why you're here, because I want people to listen to you and say, wait, you know what? I never thought I could do that. And then they go through their own little, own little, you know, transformation where they're just like, sure. okay, I can do that. Yeah. So once again, thank you for, for coming in today. Yeah, so let's, uh, let's, uh, let's move on to the next question. Okay. So what is the success that you're really proud of as a writer? Cause I didn't forget. I did not forget. <laughs> we were coming back to that. Um, I think the fact that I just, like, the fact that I have a completed book is a success. Like, obviously, uh, I was telling you, um, you know, I still want to send it to an editor. There's a lot of cleanup that needs to be done to it. But, like, the fact that I wrote one, technically two, because I'm on the third book, uh, it's a fantasy series. But the fact that I just wrote a book kind of still blows my mind. (laughs) So can, so can you tell the listeners about your book? Like, just oh, get to the little bit. Oh, God. This is, like, the, the next part that I want to work on because I don't really have a pitch. So uh, the book kind of centers around this girl named Nye. And, again, it is a, uh, a fantasy book. So there's a, a touch of magic in there. Uh, there's a touch of this thing that's called will um, that kind of enhances your regular physical abilities and things like that. Uh, but it's basically about this girl named Nye, and she lives in this country uh, called Zhao, Um, and there's this kind of demon threat that's building up, and so it's about her journey, uh, as well as the journey of her brother, uh, and some of her friends to kind of come together to kind of fight this threat, and how this threat changes them, changes the country, changes the way they interact, and so there's a lot that's uh, going on and I, I swear I'm going to get better at pitching that. I really have to find like a good way to summarize it so that it sounds more interesting that I'm portraying it. Um, I've had a couple people read it and they think that it's good. They like it. So that's very encouraging, but I definitely uh, yes. have, to, have to get yes. more on And uh, what I've read of it has been very engaging. So oh, you've started I, to read it. Very exciting. <laughs> so you know, just want to give you that, give you that little, uh, that little pump up there. Like, yeah. I'm excited to see where the story goes, but also like where this series goes. So how many books do you think is going to be in this series? So when I first started thinking about it, it's very interesting how this series came to me. Cause like, I have always argued that I don't have a creative bone in my body. And I guess I have to stop saying that now. <laughs> so yes. yes. Um, I like, remember it was one day in October, 2018 where I woke up and this like story popped into my head and like that day I started writing no idea where that story came from and like I have the whole like story in my head already like how it's gonna end and all of that um and I think at first I thought it was gonna be three books but like as I've started to write I don't want these books to be like massively long so I might make it four books if necessary five but I think it's only gonna be four like I think five. Okay. Okay. So, um, you know, when you started your journey as a writer, because we're, we're going to stay on this because <laughs> I do is I want, I want you to really just know that if you put your mind to anything, you really can do it. She's first oh. off, she's the, she is the grade. She already has already shown the world that she can accomplish anything that she puts her mind to. Like you have the work ethic, you clearly have the the intellect and the know-how. So writing is just 
you just got to be confident enough to put your pen to the paper. And I know for my writers out there, it's probably not that simple. You got to go through your process and your Mm -hmm. storyboarding and, you know, all of that. But as far as like jumping into something, something new feet first, head first, so to speak, like that takes a lot of courage. And I just want to just first off affirm you that you are doing your thing. You are doing the right thing. So thank you. So I got a couple couple more questions okay. and then I will let yeah let you go cuz I know how ang- how much anxiety we can have at times when we're talking about <laughs> ourselves and but I'm, I'm I will down. Calm down. Okay, you calm down. Okay. <laughs> okay. So so who would you say are your inspirations as far as writing? Ooh, this is a good one. Um what is a uh, have you read the Scarlet Letter? Not the Scarlet yeah. Letter. I'm sorry. Not the Scarlet Letter. That is not the book. Everyone I was read of. that in high school. Everyone has read that, but that is not <laughs> what I was thinking about. That's just what came out. Oh, it's the Scarlet the, the, Gospel. For those sorry. of you who have not read the Scarlet Letter, that's basically um, Easy A, but like in like olden times. I was talking about the Scarlet Gospels, and it came out the Scarlet Letter. The Scarlet Gospels <laughs> by Clive. Uh, Barker. I don't know if anyone's read that. I have not, so I would love based to learn off more of about Pinhead. that. Ha, uh, are, are you familiar oh. with Pinhead? Yes. So it's a, it's a, like a horror kind of job. It's a very interesting book, um, but I like the 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 poetic nature of his writing. I don't necessarily think that that's my writing style, but I love how even though it's not a poem it reads very just like smoothly and it reads like a poem and it keeps you pretty engaged. Um, absolutely love that. I love Lolita Files. Um, if anybody's familiar with Lolita Files, uh, mm-hmm. one of my favorite books is uh, Child of God by Lolita Files. Um, and I remember seeing that cover a lot in Target. Because <laughs> it was just like this black hand that's on the cover. Yes. Yes. yes, it's it's a really good book though. Uh, really love that book. Um, and then as as of recently, I've read uh, what what's her name? Um, Child of Blood and Bone. Mm, Tommy, Tommy. I mean, Tommy. Yes, yes. Uh, I really like her book. I was actually really nervous to read it because, like, when I read the like when people were kind of making the reviews about it, I was like, "Ooh, it sounds not similar to mine," but like close enough that I didn't want to read it while I was writing because I didn't want to be influenced and I didn't want to seem like it was a copy and so I actually prolonged reading that book and I haven't read I haven't finished the second one because I'm in the midst of writing my third book and so I'm like I'm gonna wait until after I've written mine before I read the second book of hers because I'd already written my first and second before I read her first book. But so, it's not like the same, but I feel like it's it's similar enough that I, I didn't want to be influenced. Well, you know, it's okay to be cousins. It's okay. Like it doesn't <laughs> yeah. mean it's it's you're clearly you're not trying to be derivative, but but you know, there's there's an opportunity to tell uh, similar stories or even different stories. Like your voice is unique, so it really wouldn't it doesn't matter. Sure, sure. Like you you have your own unique voice. Yeah, yeah. So so my my next question for you is where do you see yourself going as a writer? Like, I know you talked earlier about wanting to get to a publisher, but like in your mm-hmm. ideal situation, like what does, what does, what does, what does Leah the writer look like? 
well, you're the writer. Oh God, I don't even know. I mean, like, ideally in like this really perfect world, I think everybody would aspire to have their their books like end up as an HBO series or movie or something like that. Like, I got student loans. We just talked about that PhD. I pay those off. Like, <laughs> so that would be great. Uh, but really, like, realistically, I mean, I would love for that to happen. But I would love to really just have the book taken seriously, have it published, and have it out there. Like because I never saw myself as a writer and never even thought that the book would get that far. Um, just having like a, an editor say, hey, this is good. And then a publisher accept that, like just to have it on the shelf, I feel like would be such an accomplishment. Um, it would be something that I never, like if you would have asked high school Leah, hey, you wanna be an author, wanna be a writer? She would have definitely have told you no, like that is not on the, it's not on the table. <laughs> So it'd be really good. Okay. Well, first off, um, I'm I'm excited to see that. Like I'm excited to see <laughs> where that, you know, where where you where you end up taking taking this series, but also the future series that I'm speaking over you that you're gonna be writing as well. <laughs> so um just a few more questions again. Sure. Um we're gonna switch our hat back real quick as a psychiatrist. Sure psychologist but yeah. i'm sorry you see and i knew it and i said it in my head so y'all this is live because in my head i said it right and it still came out as a psychiatrist because i'm a big fraser fan so Fair i apologize enough. i apologize and i'm leaving that in because i want people to know that it's not about perfection but you do want to make progress and not do the same thing yeah over yeah so putting that hat back on sure. how do you work through your self-doubt Ooh. Uh, so that is, that's always an ongoing process, especially with, right, even with, with psychology and therapy, it's still an ongoing process. I think imposter syndrome is, is real. Uh, I think one of the things, so I'm trained in DBT, which is dialectical behavioral therapy. Um, and one of the big components of DBT is mindfulness and mindfulness is kind of like a hot topic thing, even like amongst laymen, like everybody like to throw that word around. Something um, I didn't practice about 30 seconds ago. So yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, I actually use mindfulness a lot. Uh, so like mindful observation of my own thoughts is this idea of, you know, viewing your thoughts from a very non-judgmental standpoint. Like, um, so even if I have like some self-doubt, I think I just observe that. I don't judge myself for it. I'm like, you know, that might make sense. This is something new that you're trying. It makes sense that you might have some of these feelings and we're still gonna keep going. Like we're still gonna do this. You're still gonna be okay, right? And so that's kind of like my self-talk that I have that's still very like self-validating. Like it's okay to feel anxious. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel worried, whatever it is. And even in the midst of that, we're still going to push through, right? Um, and so I think that's what what I do and just practice a lot of self-care you know I'm a gamer I'm a nerd so I'm like watching avatar for like the fourth time <laughs> yeah. but like those aspects We're of self-care exactly pro avatar uh and so, but those aspects of self-care I make sure I put in daily you know okay yeah and I've talked about this on the show like being compassionate like showing yourself some compassion oh, yeah like, most like it's you have to show compassion to others but you have to be compassionate show compassion to yourself because Rome wasn't built in a day it mm -hmm. you know that book is not going to be written in a day that that play is not going to be written in a day like yep. take it one word at a time yep. so um with that being said 
Um, what advice would you give someone who is struggling to get started on their goals? Ooh, um, I hate the idea of like saying just do it because I know that that is oversimplifying things. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, and at the same time, I kind of really like that advice. Um, I think just do it doesn't necessarily mean like you have to just like run in head first without a plan, but I think you should take some steps, you know, like figure out. So for instance, I guess the best way I can think about it is through like the example of my book. No idea about character development, no idea about like setting up a world like I mean I watch a lot of movies and I read a lot so I have that kind of background but in terms of putting that into place myself had no idea I just wrote it and I was like well I'm just gonna write it and when it's done then I can maybe go back and really think about like what would actually make this like an actually like a good book um and so some other folks that I know that have been trying to write they're like well you know how did you get through I was like I just wrote I literally just wrote and then when I went back to read it, that's when I started to be a little bit more critical and I started to look things up. Um, and so now that I'm on the third book, I'm doing more of that on the front end, which is why this book is taking a lot longer to write. Um, but I think that's just because I've grown more knowledgeable throughout the process. But in the beginning, I, I, I just did it and kind of hoped for the best. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. So that's, that's awesome because we're a... We're, you, you were brainstorming. You were basically just like, idea, idea, idea. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, you know, and I, actually uh, one of my more recent episodes was on brainstorming and just mm -hmm. getting, just get the ideas in paper, get it all off, you know, get it off the hard drive as I, as I like to say. Like, yeah, you know, I, I do a lot of brainstorming for this show just by throwing in the Google Keep or I have a, um, I read a, read a book earlier uh, this year on Scrum. So I have my little Scrum board for my episodes, my scheduling, yeah, yeah. My, <laughs> trying to figure out my topics, when am I going to record it because I'm actively fighting procrastination. So, yes, yes, you know, that is, it's, it's awesome to hear your, your process. Yeah. So with that being said, speaking of topics, um, is there a topic because I, this show is mm -hmm. made for the listeners and you have listened to the show, but you're also on the show. So are there any topics or a person that is a doer that you think will be great to interview? Mm. Um, I don't know how you feel podcast to podcast, but my twin, I call him my twin because uh, we're just very similar personality wise, actually uh, has a podcast that he does with three of his friends. Uh, it's really good. It's kind of like a comedy, kind of real talk kind of podcast that I really enjoy. Um, I think that the nerd in me, uh, and I can't remember, have you done a streamer on the show already? Did you do a streamer? So I, I, I did have the guys from the Why So Nerdy podcast, and I know they they, they do a little bit of, of, of streaming, but not yet. Like, I think that would be very interesting. Yeah, like, that's a big market, and people are trying to get into it, and like, uh knowing now more streamer friends like there's there's a lot of intricacies and there's a lot of drama and stuff like with with like smaller streamers versus how twitch react i mean there's just a lot that goes into streaming like certain like games and stuff like that and i think that would be that would be interesting okay i, I like that now are you currently streaming as well oh no i i do not stream <laughs> Okay, so we'll we'll be looking we'll be looking for that in the in the, in the coming weeks as well. We're gonna be mm -hmm. looking for that 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 streaming uh, 
channel we're gonna have you come back and te- and tell us what your what your channel is so that we can, <laughs> we can cut you because i do know some streamers i definitely know some streamers that uh have been doing it for a while uh i've got some attention so i can okay. get with a few you know <laughs> Okay, I think that would be a very interesting uh, show, really, because see, I I'm I'm I know what streaming is, but I've never looked into how to become a streamer. Mm-hmm. So, and as you know, I do do how-to episodes. So, I think it would be a great how-to episode uh, to become a streamer, but also just a interview with an actual streamer, so they can yeah. you know maybe clear up some misconceptions of like what it means to be in that industry because it's an industry now so yeah it definitely so, is mm-hmm. so i'm gonna we're, i'm gonna let my people talk to your people and we're gonna we're gonna connect people so That's that right. we can can uh you know basically like i want to give as many people as, as much exposure as possible so they they're welcome everybody is welcome so Perfect. final question final question where can people find you do you have like a, a writer's page yet do you and i say yet i'm affirming you here because i'm seeing yes. it all do you, uh, is there a link to your practice or anything like that uh so i work for an organization so i don't have my own practice uh however probably the best way is to email me but i am in the midst of setting up a writer's page so now that you mentioned it it's just mm-hmm. not up and off the ground just yet uh, so when i do have a writer's page up uh, because I have to set one up to really, you know, try to attract some editors and, and readers and all this other stuff. I will definitely get you that information. Uh, but for right now, probably if people want to get a hold of me, the best way to do that is probably going to be through my email. Excellent. And Leah, thank you so much again for coming in today. Um, listeners, we will be getting that information uh, listed in the description as soon as, I mean, as soon as she gets it over to us. So, uh, y'all that is another episode of the five to ten project i really hope that you left this episode feeling inspired and feeling a little understood as well like we had a psychologist on the show like that's awesome and if she's telling you that self-care and you know self-doubt is real but you just got to give yourself just show yourself a little bit of compassion well there you go so as i always say show a little compassion to others and to yourself take some time today to just do one thing to push you forward like like my challenge for the week is that you make a list of things that would be like man it would be great if i got these things done on this project or make a list of people you would love to to talk to about a project or find an expert in the field of something that you are interested in and just look at their 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 biography or something and see if you can find any similarities to your own story i guarantee after doing just that little bit of research it'll probably motivate you And that's why we're here. So everyone, thank you again for listening to this episode. I'll see you next time.